turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Welcome to Healthcare Now with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shayat. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones on a very special day, and we've got uh, some great stuff to talk about. But Larry, I'm going to let you lead in the show here. Well, good evening, Dr. Mark. Great to be with you today. I know we've got a good show ahead of us. But, you know, today is the National Day of Prayer, Mm -hmm. which is very important. And I want to read, we don't normally do this on the show, Dr. Mark, but I want to read 2 Chronicles 7.24, or I'm sorry, 2 Chronicles 7.14. It says, if my people who are called... By my name, who humble themselves will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn away from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Very good, Larry. Thanks. I think today of all days, we need to pray for all our leaders. We've got a mess in this country politically, Dr. Mark. I mean, I really think we have to focus on their leadership. Correct. You know, yep. because yep. we we talk about this a good bit. How we've gotten to know some people who've gotten yes. to office over the yes. years, some senators and, as well. Uh, yeah. yeah, and you know, they don't necessarily continue the path that that they seem like they started on. Correct. And it's yep. frustrating yep. Uh, because you know, as we we obviously we don't we don't talk about religion and we no, don't talk we about don't. politics. Yep. But yep. these this it's very important. It's in your face every single day. Yep. It and, is, and you've got to you've got to. Figure out how you're going to do things. And you know, right. there's going to be That's some right. uh, important elections coming up. Very important and, elections coming and up. And the, the things that our, our leaders face, are they're, t- they're difficult. I mean, yes. they're, we talk about a lot of these yep. important things every week. Yep. Uh, and there's a whole lot more to it than just health care. Uh, absolutely. And so it is. It's, it's really the hopefulness that they, the, uh, the, the leaders that, that we put our trust into mm-hmm. can – can legitimately look to try to improve yeah. things. And, and you know, I think, too, sometimes it's the system. Sure. It's what the leaders oh, no are doubt. exposed to no doubt. on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talk, yeah, we talk about lobbyists. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and uh, you know, and, and this is a, a show that's really ripe for those discussions because yeah, almost is. every time we hit a snag, we can we can track it back to how this absolutely. law happened, how, you know. And it, it's, Who's protecting who? Absolutely. Legislatively absolutely. and legally. Yep. Yeah. No, it is. It is difficult. But you know, in the in the big picture, I think that's one of the one of the great things about the United States is mm-hmm. is our depth, our, our size, our you know it's yes. you know it's we're huge. You know, we've right. got lots of people. Right. But with that comes the lack of of the ability to get feedback. You know, so uh, you right. know, uh, I was watching TV today, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, they are calling for the resignation of uh, one of the mayors. In I the saw area. that. Yep, and they're able to do that because yep. it's a small community. That's right. And they can impact it yep. by having people 
state their yep. case and you know get to pe- yep. petition together. Yep. And when you look at leadership at a higher level, yep. you're really kind of your hands are tied. Once we put them into office, yeah. you have no control. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, that's right. so it is. It's I mean, it's all it, up to it, their values, their ethics, right. who's in control, and who won that election. Right. And we've got our yep. checks and balances for a lot of things, and they work yep. for for yep. a lot of things that are very very important. Yep. On the other hand. They're not exactly able to function yeah. with their their hands free, so exactly. it is. It's definitely definitely difficult. And I think the the bottom line is we just pray for these people, and and their and, and our their country leadership. And our leaders. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you, Doctor Mark. That's Got a great it. discussion. All right, what are we going with next here, Larry? Yeah, you know, DeSantis signed a bill to curb high drug prices yesterday here in Orlando. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, this bill re, uh, places restrictions on pharmacy benefit managers who act as the middleman in healthcare systems. You know, we talked about there are three or four PBMs, pharmacy big, benefits, big PBM. that control over 80% of right. all prescriptions written right. in America. So we've got United, yep. which is Op- Optum, Optum. Optum, CVS Health. CVS Health. Express Scripts is another one, which is Cigna. That's Cygnus, yeah. And then... Um, what is the fourth one? I always forget that one. Fourth one, no. I don't know. We're going to have to. We'll, we'll have, have to, to come back I'm to, that, to but yeah. that. I'm drawing a blank. Well, we were. Yeah, we weren't going to talk yep. about this right now, yep. so it was kind of yep. off the table. But yeah, yep. so he did. So reading the information, and I have not read the bill. Yep. I, you know, and I haven't I, either. And, but and I've looked at. I, we've been knowing it we, was coming. We knew it was for a coming. Yeah. But but when we look at this article, and it sort of states what the bill does, and I'm yeah. sure it's not yep. complete. No. It's a little concerning. In that it doesn't, I'm yep. not sure. Yeah, well, let me hit on yeah, a couple yeah. of those concerns. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the what he's biggest saying. benefits to to consumers in this local far and local pharmacies is that the new law uh, says that pharmacy benefit managers, people like Express Scripts, Walgreens, all these PBMs, can no longer require patients to retrie- receive prescriptions by um, mail. They can't force them to do that. And pharmacy benefit managers are prohibited from having only an affiliated certain in-network providers. So let's hit on that. And then there are a couple others. First of all, uh, I remember several years ago, if you were a Blue Cross provider, you couldn't go to Walgreens. Right, right. You remember that? In fact, that just came back this past year. Right. Because of the, the issues there. But the idea of being forced into a mail order program if you're on a maintenance drugs for mm-hmm. instance hypertension yeah, we, we talked about this last week we talked week. about this just last yep. week mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you get 3 months supply for two copays yep. if you go to the pharmacy and you buy it each month mm-hmm. you're going to pay that additional third copay over that 90 day period yeah so the the how does the bill impact that dr no, mark and and yeah right and why would it want to and, yeah exactly because you're going to yeah. save money yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in and just mm-hmm. a little fact checking. Okay. The reason we couldn't think of the fourth PBM is mm-hmm. it's three that account for 85. Yep. percent So you've got you've got CVS, Caremark, yep. uh, you've got Optum, Optum with Blue Cross Blue yep. Shield, and then Express Scripts. Exactly so, with Cigna. With yep. Cigna. Yep, that's right. Yeah, okay. Caremark. That was so that so that counts for like 80 percent of 80 percent of all prescriptions yep. written in America, yep. whether that's retail. Or prescription uh, mail order. Right. Well, you brought up another point yeah. that uh, another question on how this actually affects us, because if what it's saying is these PBMs can't charge more than the cost, you know, you know yeah. the, the, this excessive amount above yeah. the cost. Right. But you can go to the pharmacy and pick up a drug and the cost can be $10. That's right. But what is your copay? Well, if you're in a health insurance plan, right. particularly 
an a CMS Part D program for drugs, your copay on even generics could be thirty dollars. Right. So you could be paying yeah. more in your copay than it costs. Then the drug, right. if the if right. the generic drug costs ten bucks, yeah. your copay with Blue Cross, Signet, and United could be thirty dollars. And the copay goes to the pharmacy yeah. if you're face to face. That's right. Right. And so so in a sense. And this is what you brought up before the show. Yep. How is that policed and how yep. is that really going to yep. work? Yeah, DeSantis says that you should not have to go to the pharmacy and pay a copay in excess of your drug cost. Right. And the issue is if you're on a health insurance program and the benefit says your copay is $30. Right. And that's a federal contract, well, essentially. Well, it's a certificate of uh, coverage right, between right. the member yep, yep. and the insurance company. Right, and, and the insurance right. company is, in the, in the case we're talking about, They're the is, payer. Is the, is the, or CMS. That's correct. So that's yep. a federal yep. contract. That's true. And or, so that's right. a state, a governor of a state yep. has a state yep. law. Yep. That, so so I don't know, but, you know, maybe we're missing something here, but I'm concerned that politically this sounds amazing. Well, the one thing he's saying is that these drug manufacturers and PBMs will now have to submit reports of drug price increases to the state of Florida. Now, what if you're a drug company that doesn't live in the state of Florida or operate in the state of Florida? Right. How's that? How affected? do you control that? Yeah, I think there's a lot of holes in this, uh, Doctor Mark. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and it, it's is it a step in the right direction? Yeah. Well, the fact think that it's being discussed is a step in the right direction. Right. I'm happy with that. Yeah. But I just don't know, you know, if we're really looking at the whole picture here, and it almost seems like we're not, you know. Yeah. And and let's let's keep going on this on the PBM because the PBM yeah. discussion is an important yeah. one. And how how else how if if you were if you were it's going to have to be bigger than governor, but if there was some legislation that you could put forth that would affect the PBMs and and decrease the cost to the consumer, how would you do it? Well, I think uh, the first thing is I like what he said about you don't pay more than the cost of the drug and any copay with any insurance plan anywhere in America. Now, that makes sense. Do we have to allow for some kind of profit or or, or is it just – it's because the middleman, the idea with the middleman is can the middleman get the cost of the drug down and then they want to pocket the difference – of market right. price. Well, let's go back to Mark getting. Cuban's program that right. we talked about sure. last week. Right. He bases all his drugs on cost plus 15%. Right. That could be a standard. It's mm-hmm. not because it's cost plus 5,000% right. Right. in many regards. Yeah. So, and, it's, and, and his is real cost, not, that's right. not that's you, right. know, you know, air quotes cost. Inflated cost. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so, so if, we, if we looked at something like that, but unfortunately Cuban's hands have been tied by, by the feds. You know, because yep. because they don't want he's getting some of his drugs yep. from outside the country, right? Yep. Exactly. And and that and then yep. you turn around and the White House is looking to get drugs from outside the country. So it seems like nobody's on the same page here, even though everybody's trying to go for the same thing. We're trying to lower cash output from consumers on their drugs, and yep. you know this yep. is going to help in a couple of ways. One, yep. it'll put more money in their pocket, in the in the consumer's pocket. Yep. Number two. It's going to make it much more likely that people are actually compliant and they go in there get their meds because we've said uh, so many times that if somebody's copay goes up ten bucks, they're more likely to walk away from the pharmacy. You lose another ten percent of people that get their meds every month. That's right, Doctor Mark. So the idea that this is important is great, and I'm glad this is in the news. But a I don't know how a statewide 
policy yeah. or law, state law yeah. is actually going to impact some of the the federal stuff yeah. because even Medicaid, yeah. which is which is state yeah. and federal, yeah. they they're, they could they could definitely argue that oh well this doesn't apply to us because we're not in this state. Yeah. Well, you know the uh, a senior director of retail pharmacy for Publix here in Florida echoed concerns regarding how the PBMs operate. She noted that Publix operates 789 pharmacies in Florida and believes that what DeSantis did was needed, but she also made the comment, I'm not sure how you're going to regulate it. Yeah, so there you I go. I thought that was interesting. Well, I mean, and that, they run 789 pharmacies. Right, and and Publix, if I remember correctly, they will accept more than one. Of, they, they work with more than one of the PBMs. Oh, they I work know. with everybody. Yeah, so. But if you remember, they just recently, what, last year, yeah. the end of last they year, dropped some of their stopped free drugs. their free yeah. uh, antibiotics. Yep. Yep. Walmart's still doing it at $4. At 4 bucks. 4 bucks. Yeah. But Publix dropped that program, yeah. I think. For certain antibiotics, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and their, I think their discussion was that it wasn't being well utilized, right? That it, right. That it just right. didn't have an impact. Right. And, right. and I thought that was, a little bit, that was a little bit weak because if it wasn't being well utilized, who's losing out? It wasn't like they were buying a bunch of drugs and stockpiling yeah. it and not getting to give them away. Yeah. But, I, yeah, I don't know. They, they probably shouldn't have got – I yeah. mean, that's a, it's a great organization, but they might, yeah. maybe they should have gotten a little more flack for yeah. that. Well, let me bring up a couple more things. Independent pharmacies in Florida. Believe it or not, Dr. Mark, there are still – 1,400 independent pharmacies in the state of Florida. Yeah. 1,400. Wow. <clears throat> but many of them have closed in recent years because of the activity and the regulation that PBMs put on them. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So so then these are a lot of these are probably individual yeah. individual pharmacies yeah. and they just can't compete. Right. Yeah, and then there was concerning. another law that the House and the Senate on a federal level passed House Bill or Senate Bill 1550 which was influenced by all the lobbyists that drew heavy criticism that blocked some of this at the federal level, Dr. Mark. That blocked some of this activity to that, restrict that the PBMs. what DeSantis is trying to do. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that, I mean, to be fair, it, it probably has more to do with that than anything else. I agree. Yep. All right. Well, when yep. we come back, we're going to mm-hmm. talk a little bit more about the, the health equity gap. And I know we're going to probably do this on this show and the next one because there's definitely a lot to talk about. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. You have found Dr. Mark and Larry Jones in the Healthcare Now studios. We're going to do a second segment here, jumping away from the uh, DeSantis bill, which, by the way, we did we did want to fact check it. It was actually not signed here in Orlando. He was in Jupiter, Florida, Jupiter right? Jupiter at FAU, at Florida FAU, Atlantic yep. University. So, very cool. Very yep. cool. Yep. All right. So... Yeah, let's let's jump into the okay. uh, health equity gap. I know yeah. you've got a lot of of articles, and a lot of stuff, and yep. as usual, I don't read them. So yep. well, you let's just kind of throw about, them at me. Yeah, let's talk about health equity in healthcare and how social determinants of health factors influence into the overall care and the wide 
health disparity that we have in this country, Dr. Mark. And, you know, you as a physician saw this probably more so in kids yeah, when you were practicing sure. as a pediatric surgeon yeah. than even in adults. I mean, let's let's just do a simple sort of uh, a definition that we can be yep. we can agree to. So the health equity gap means that some people have they get better care, they get better That's outcomes right. and they have better access to health care than other groups. That's exactly and so when we when we kind of boil that down to who these people are and who they are yep. not, yep. Um, there are no surprises here, right? So we look at yep. things like their social determinants of health, yes, like you know what their economic situation is, yes, um, what their racial group yes. is, yes. what their educational level is, income, and what their location is, yep. right? Right. So right. so all these kinds of things are these social determinants of health, and right. and what we see is. When you put a list of these together and you look at a group that has more of the things that you'd rather them not have, they're also getting health care that is not as effective and, and, you know, is not as available. Right. All those things you just mentioned, Dr. Mark, the social determinants, the analytics show that all those influences that you just mentioned and more, both economic and environmental, have a massive effect on the Access and population health outcomes sure. of patients in America. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. it's it's it, and and that's been it's a topic. It's okay. First of all, it's not at all new. No, but the term is more new in at, as much as it's yeah. in the conversation, right? right. And currently, um, it's sort of at its peak of discussion. I don't think you're going to find any university or any medical system that doesn't have a lot of right. people that are paying attention. To social determinants of health right. and health equity, right. and so this has been a change through my career for sure. Right, but even even before the terms were out there, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's really great to get terms like that that people can understand and put yep. their head around, even though it's something that's always existed. Yeah, it's kind but, of a black but, hole when yeah. you think about but, it. But you know, yep. yeah. But once you put a name to it, yep. and it can be more actionable. So you put the sure. name to it, you cl- start collecting stats. But to be fair, this has always, always, always yep. been an issue. Yes. And so now now that we've recognized it and now that many, many institutions have done things to try to improve, try mm-hmm. to close the gap. Right. So now what we're going to have to look into is, are we any good at it? Yep. I mean, are, exactly. are, are our cures really <clears throat> working? And at the, you know, at the way you look at this, it's going to be it's going to be very complicated because you could say it's successful or unsuccessful in a lot of different ways. And, and you can say, you know, pick a side and you're going to be able to see stats that, that show that, no, 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 we did this much better. Well, what if it didn't affect the overall outcome of the individual, then it didn't, it didn't work. So it didn't matter. Well, well, let me tell you something that is going on. You know, I always harp on annual wellness visits Mm -hmm. and I always talk about the month of my birthday. Right. I always get my annual wellness visit. Well, this year I got a check-in uh, data for, for my appointment, yeah. and it had a bunch of questions on it this year. I've never seen it before. Uh, and it talked about, have you ever felt like you didn't have money to buy food? Yep, yep, yep. Have you ever that's, that's been – We did that survey on the yeah, air. Yeah, have you been lonely? Yep. Do you feel depressed? Yep. Uh, things like, have you ever been in a domestic violence situation? Yep. Uh, do you have, have you ever been able, needed to go somewhere and didn't have transportation? Yep. All these things were on there. And I thought, wow, 
this is pretty good. Yeah, but that but we did that last year. We yep. we read that we read exact that. survey. But now they're and, implementing. And, and well, they yep. they've been. It just yep. depends on like so your particular group. Yep. Is starting that, and that's what I'm saying. Like, every, everybody's on the bus, yes, and they're they're trying to figure yeah. it all out. But but today, all we have is that survey. That's okay. right. Okay, and so it does. What? There's After some there's some the standardization of the questions, which is good. Yeah, and there there you would be scored. Yep. Right, mm-hmm. and so if you get a certain score on that survey, right, then. The idea would be that you would be contacted by a group in the hospital system or the group right. whoever's right whoever sent it out. You're doing and it. and yeah. they're they're gonna they're gonna tag you and they're gonna say yeah. this is a this is a concern yeah. for someone who's gonna fall through the gap. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of the social determinants of health uh, metrics are now part of the quality metrics for the commercial payers. Sure. But in particular, the newest CMS commercial ACO mm-hmm. or CMS Medicare ACO program right. called ACO Reach, yep. realizing equity, access, and community health. There is an actual financial payout yeah, it's a, it's for, value-based, for yeah. pulling the social determinants data and reacting on health equity. Yep. So, so yep. and when, yep. when you start connecting those changes to finance, yep. you're going to, you're going to move the needle. That's right. Right. That's or, right. or if I want to be a pessimist, you're going to make it look like you're moving the needle. And I think we get lost in that sometimes yep. as well. Yep. Let me give you uh, some definitions. You know, you talked about food insecurity, food insecurity, as far as the United States Department of Agriculture, the USDA writes that households must have enough food for an active, healthy life for all household members, Dr. Right, Mark. Right. That's what they consider food secure. Right. Right. And, and, the, and food insecurity is and food when, insecurity when, you, is you, when you, you can't you can't yeah. add up the number of meals yeah. Yeah. that you need right. for, for that family. And let me give you a couple stats. It's estimated that ten point five percent of all people in America, a little over ten percent in twenty twenty, which is the latest data, were considered food insecure. And that represented Six and a half million families, representing eight percent of all U.S. families in America. Yep. So, yeah. So you're saying that about ten percent of individuals yeah. are food insecure. Yep. And you know we talk about uh, the uh, Second Harvest, you know, which is a, a group here in, in the uh, Central Florida area that addresses food insecurity. Yep. Right. They're not. They are the, a food bank. The food banks. They are yep. a food yep. bank. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just love the way the food banks are now using this data. They're doing and, a great and, job, and they're yep. they're really. I mean, they, they literally, they'll load up a truck, yep. and they know how many meals yep. that that are being delivered, yep. and they can you can give them yep. they can give you a county. Yep. Guess they can say in Orange County, this is the number of meals we need to produce in order to bring the food secure insecurity exactly. level to zero. Exactly, and and they're they're chipping away at it, yep. but but they have a metric, they have a definition, they've labeled it, yep. Yep. and you know, no, that's that's a a really great great yep. thing. It's kind of I, it's hard to poke any holes in it, right? Yeah. And then you can add the school food pantries to all that, yep. and it just makes a bigger, wide, ga- a widespread of helping people. Yeah, no, it is. Have and, food. and we they still bring have a lot to do. On weekends, holidays, yep. right. and all that. Yep. But you know, the other thing when you c- talked about food insecurity and that ten percent under the white population, it was only eight percent compared to the black households. Fourteen percent, yeah. Mark. No, and that's where that's we're looking, that inequity. We're looking we're at that about. that equity gap. Yes, and and if you can't eat well, it your health is going to suffer. Yep, and that's 
it, there, no one's no one's claiming that there's one thing that changes everything. Right. But right. what we are seeing is that the same groups are at that disadvantaged position. Mm-hmm. And so if they're going to have a higher level of of food insecurity, yep. they're also going to have a higher level of diabetes, of heart disease, absolutely, of you know, All hospitalizations. Yep. And 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 that's a direct relationship there. That's now, a great point. And now but we can look at another the same outcome, mm-hmm. those higher things are if people don't have good access to health care, and you'll give me the same yep. Caucasian versus African-American exactly. data, and mm-hmm. it's going to come up the same way, right? Yep. So so the idea is that that gap between any two disparate groups is what we're trying to address. Right. And, you know, when you you take it further, food insecurity or food security, then you go to poverty. Okay. 34 million people in the U.S. are living in poverty, Dr. Mark. Beyond the poverty line. That's basically. Does that give you the, what they're calling the poverty line? Uh, well, they basically, the poverty line varies depending on how many are in your household and what the overall household income is. So it's it breaks it down per capita, right? Which uh, I think is 26,000 for a family of four. That's considered poverty level. Gotcha. And and that's kind of the marker. But what was interesting when I looked at this 34 million people living in poverty as of 2020, this is, by the way, this government data is from over 70 resources uh, that have organized on the United States Census. Gotcha. Data. And what was interesting is California, Texas, and Florida rank the highest three states in people living in poverty. Well, and, they're, the, they're the biggest three states, and, and, but, not, right. but not in percentage. They're, no, they're probably in, the same yeah. percentage as most. True. Yeah. In each, each of those three states, having the neighborhood of three to four million people yeah, living right, in poverty. Right. I mean, that's what you'd expect. Florida, that's what yeah. you'd expect. Yeah. yeah so the, and, and that's, that's of great, great concern. And again, it's one of those social determinants of health. Yep. And it makes yep. perfect sense because we can draw a line as, as yep. far as medical outcomes that relates yep. Right to income, right, right? You know, and you know, people can talk about and say, "Well, there, there are exceptions to all these rules," but we're right. looking at population health. We're looking at the larger picture of all of healthcare in our country, right? And it's it's important to understand that, right? Yep. That that yep. that that people can say, "Well, you know, I I fit into this category, but I'm I'm very healthy." Right. Well, that's a, that's an individual, but in population health, how do we make our population yep. health or as as healthier as opposed to yep. Taking one person out yep. of the emergency room and trying to fix their problems, and we do that with thousands of patients every week, Dr. Sure, Mark, and sure. what we do. But you know, the four objectives to kind of sum this up real quick in this segments, the four objectives that they wanted to look at, and this is the Department of Housing and Urban Development. Yep, uh, they there were four objectives: reduce the portion of people living in poverty, obviously, mm-hmm. increase employment in working age people. Yep. Increase the proportion of children living with at least one parent who works full-time. And the fourth one, reduce the proportion of families that spend more than 30% of their income on housing. Man, some of those are just, I mean, I don't know how you address some of those things. Yeah. Like, like like trying to make sure that a child is in a household with one, yeah. at least one working parent. How do you impact parent. that? You know, I mean, that, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's a societal disease it is that's it that's is. really hard to I mean, divorce is what 50 yeah. percent in america yeah. i mean yeah. well i mean there's there's a lot more factors other than divorce that, that's that fit true. into that that's because true. you know yeah. you've got you've got folks that that are a single parent household that are unemployed 
And so yep. that's, you know, we're trying to, so exactly. you can fix them by getting them a job or having another person in the household. Exactly. So that's, that's yep. a tough one for sure. Yeah. Well, I tell you, we can go on and on about this, and I'm sure we that can. we will. Yep. But the social determinants of health and the health equity gap will be a very uh, top-notch yep. discussion going forward. And I'm sure it'll, it'll make its uh, appearance in many shows. Yep. Absolutely. And it is being discussed at almost every level, state, federal, local, in just about every area, whether it's health care or whether it's politics, Dr. Mark. It's ubiquitous. Yep. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare Now. On Healthcare Now.